Welcome to the Street Session, the new business podcast from Streets Chartered Accountants. Um, today we're joined by Jenny Brown, one of our tax partners, and we're going to be talking about the forthcoming changes or the changes to IR35, which will uh, come into effect in April 2020. Um, Jenny, can you tell us about what is IR35 and what, are, what will the changes be in, uh, coming up? Thanks, James. Yes, IR35 uh, is an interesting area that obviously many people will have heard in the media recently and want to understand more about. IR35 has been around since uh, the year 2000. However, HMRC haven't been terribly successful in implementing the rules and educating people on the rules up until more recently. What happened in 2017 was rules were implemented across the public sector putting the responsibility on those businesses in the public sector to apply IR35 status determinations to all of their workers. And what we're seeing coming up in April 2020 is an extension of those rules across the private sector. IR35 legislation, in in simplistic terms, is looking at workers and employers to make sure they're paying the right amount of tax. Uh, When you compare, for example, a worker and the type of work they're doing compared with an employee, where they're very similar in the type of work they do and how they undertake uh, their role, then HMRC are trying to eliminate the difference in how they pay tax. So this is primarily focused at workers operating through an intermediary, which will be their limited company or a limited liability partnership. It's important to note that IR35 doesn't cover uh, sole traders who are operating on their own as individuals. That's under separate rules. So it's really looking at that relationship between the worker and the end client. If you were to remove the limited company they work through, is that relationship akin to that of employment? I suppose on the basis that if if an individual is only working for one entity, really they, they could be seen as being employed by that entity rather than being an independent service provider or contractor. That's right. So it's really trying to determine uh, whether someone is genuinely in business on their own account, whether they are suffering the financial risks of that, But equally, then they'll have the rewards of having a limited company they can tax efficiently extract their profits through. Um, But it's really trying to understand, is that individual, are they really part and parcel of the business they're working for? And if you were to compare them to the employees, they would be very similar. Um, Are they treated as a member of the team? Do they have benefits, etc.? If they're not and they work independently, uh, do not have things such as supervision and control, that supports that they are... um, in business on their own account and wouldn't fall under the IR35 rules. And I suppose really what the, the revenues perspective is that if that is the case and they're, then, uh, they're an off-payroll worker um, providing a service is that perhaps the, the, the way of the structuring the work and, and the entity and the tax around it means perhaps is it that the revenue on they believe they're missing out on, on tax take and revenue? Yeah, definitely. As I mentioned, employees and individuals working through a limited company pay very pay tax very differently an employee will pay national insurance and income tax through the payroll the end employer will also be paying uh, national insurance on that 
Whereas a worker working through their limited company, there's no employers NI payable um, and there'll be limited income tax and uh, national insurance for the worker because generally how they'll extract their profits from the limited company will be arranged in such a way uh, that it will be heavily weighted on dividends. So the, the difference between the taxation of an employee and a worker is significant. There's been lots of uh, figures mentioned in the media of what the, the extension of the rules from the public sector to the, to the private sector will bring, um, and those figures are from 2 million to 6 million over the, the coming years. So naturally, it's not an area HMRC are going to want to postpone any, any further. And I suppose really on the basis, we've seen a, a significant growth in the number of people that are self-employed, changes with you know the growth in the gig economy. Um, you know, as a consequence, if if more people are, or or rather less people are directly employed by business, then obviously that has an even wider ramification to the revenue. Yes, that's it. And many people have heard in the media lots of different cases uh, with Uber, Pimlico, Plumbers, and all the BBC and ITV. It's a it's a very hot topic. Um, and essentially, IR35 falls under an umbrella of uh, tax legislation, which all based around employment status. And what we're seeing with the recent cases is, obviously, we've got tax issues to deal with, but it also then goes into the HR side of things, the legal side of things. We now have other terminology. We have a, an employee, uh, a worker and a sole trader. So what, work, uh, what businesses who are assessing their workforces now for IR35 also need to determine is not just the cost to their business from a tax point of view, but do more of their workers have other rights akin to an employee, which is going to increase the cost of their workforce as well. So really, from what, what, what will the changes be from April 2020 in terms of IR35 and, and private workers and private companies then? Yeah, so the changes coming in, in in April 2020, it's important to note that IR35 and the, the tests and factors that we consider to determine um, whether someone falls inside or outside of IR35, they, those rules don't change. So the rules we just covered on are you in business on your own account taking financial risk, is there control, they're all still very much in place. What's happening is the responsibility to determine IR35 status is being shifted. So at the moment, aside from the public sector, if you're a worker operating through your limited company, if the end client is a medium or large business, they will have responsibility for looking at their workforce and assessing who falls within IR35 and who doesn't. If you're operating through your personal service company, you therefore need to know now the contracts that you have in place and the businesses you're working for, are they medium or large? If they are, you don't want overnight to find that you're now going to fall within IR35 and obviously take a big hit on your income. Equally, if your end clients aren't large or medium, you're still going to have the responsibility of self-assessing whether you fall within IR35 or not. So really understanding where you sit within the new rules and the supply chains is key. What's also important is uh, whilst the responsibility uh, to determine IR35 has been shifted to the end client, if you are a medium or large business, the responsibility is split between determining whether you fall within IR35 and 
actually uh, putting in place the uh, tax and NI and deducting that. So in that case, it's the fee payer that is responsible for operating tax and national insurance. Therefore, if there are agencies or intermediaries between you as the worker and the limited company and the end client, the agencies will have responsibility for determining, um, to making sure that the tax and national insurance is collected correctly. It might be in many cases the end client is still the fee payer, in which case they'll bear the responsibility for both aspects. Uh, Jenny, what, what do you think are the wider you know, implications of the um, changes to IR35 um, from April the 20 in terms of those people that may be affected? Yeah, I think what's important to note is that the IR35 legislation isn't there to put everybody automatically on the payroll. Um, it is there to capture those individuals that are essentially undertaking an employee role with an employee relationship with a with an end client. So I think it's really important that we and businesses protect those genuine uh, businesses individuals working through limited companies who are genuinely in business on their own account. If we if we don't and if businesses start to apply policies where they won't engage with contractors anymore without putting them on the payroll, we've already heard in the media that several of the, the larger banks are, are considering doing this. Um, I think if we have that approach, then we will lose very good contractors and freelancers who will go for uh, try and obtain work elsewhere, which might mean uh, moving overseas, and we're going to lose really good talent within uh, within our businesses. So, I think making sure the businesses take the right advice on this uh, and soon, uh, so they can be prepared for it, is is key. Do you think that the financial implications as well, those now who will get caught by R35 will see perhaps reductions in income or, or actually increased tax liabilities as well? Yeah, and definitely from the, from the individual's point of view, an individual working through a limited company that is now within R35, uh, their situations will be very, very different. Some of the, the calculations we've already undertaken and again uh, within the media um, indicate as low as kind of 40% take home compared to what they previously had. Um, so they'll be receiving income that will be taxed the same as employment income. Um, that income will be going into their limited companies, but they won't be able to offset all the expenses they previously could as sole traders, as you can't if you're an employee. And therefore, you know, you're going to question if they are if they're only able to take out the income they've already been taxed on from the limited limited company. You know, is it viable for them to continue in that way? Is it viable for them to have the limited company? Are we going to see a drastic decrease in the number of workers who operate through limited companies? Um, the the counter argument to that is if they cease to have their limited companies and operate as sole traders, um, that puts the responsibility back on to the end client in all cases, regardless of their size, which the end clients won't be particularly um, happy to have that extra responsibility. So we could, if we're not careful, be in a real uh, caught in the middle situation here, a real catch-22 where um, we're losing contractors as sole traders and limited companies. I suppose the other risk is um, typically when the changes come into effect that there's a retrospective look at the tax paid by individuals. How do you see that might affect uh, people? Yes, uh, HMRC have, have given guidance um, where a worker has taken reasonable care 
and they have uh, tried to assess their situation or end clients indeed have tried to assess their workforce correctly that they would only look forwards to correcting the position. But as we as we well know, uh, this isn't in law, this isn't legislation, this is HMRC guidance. Um, it's, it's very likely that they will spot check and look back if people are now going on the payroll that weren't on the payroll before. And yet again, that could have ramifications for the workers depending on how many years HMRC want to, to go back. Um, we have seen it have detrimental effects on those workers um, not being able to fund such tax uh, liabilities and having to shut shop, which again, we don't want to see. We hope um, HMRC will take a pragmatic view that this is a significant change. As I mentioned in 2000, when the rules were implemented, it wasn't with great success or education. So we'd like to hope HMRC will look at this moving forwards and uh, work with individuals who are trying to assess the situation correctly. Thank you, and, and thank you for joining us for today's session. Um, and, and the good news for our clients and the people we work with is, you know, we're obviously up to speed with the advice we need to give, and really probably the time is you know, to come and talk to people like yourself um, to preempt the changes rather than react to the changes. Yes. Thank you very much indeed.